The RPG After Years is part of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Find out more at probablywork.com. Hello everybody and welcome to the RPG Years, your one-stop shop for all things JRPG video game related content from the past, present and the future. Yes, that's right. Today is going to be mostly a bumper news episode because we're going to talk about Final Fantasy VII voice mods all the way to level 5. everybody yes and welcome back to the rpg years my name is bill i am your host uh, otherwise known as matanica on social networking platforms such as twitter and twitter and twitter <laughs> uh, of course we, we do have a mastodon account if you're on there you can follow uh, at rpg years on mastodon and i do post things there i try and cross post everything i get from twitter onto mastodon but you know that's just a thing but yes oh god whew. Last week's episode was a bumper episode. I think that came out to like one hour and 45 minutes. It was huge. <laughs> I had so much stuff to catch you guys up on. Um, so speaking of which, let's go straight in to the catch up with Bill. Yes, Moogle fans. Let's talk about my gaming this week. And my gaming this week has been obscenely limited. <laughs> I spent a long time last week prepping for the episode, for the especially for the RPG Club segment, and then, uh, yeah, this week has just been extraordinarily busy in my life. Uh, most Mostly work, some family, but very little gaming. Uh, I have done kind of the first tiny bit of the RPG segment, so I haven't got a lot of time left to squeeze out the rest of it, so I don't want to get a strike yet. You know, I mean, what what's going to happen if I get free strikes? Um, given that I am now the only host, and can I can I suffer punishments? Like, obviously, I will I will live and die by the by the law of the segment. So if I don't complete it, I will still talk about the story that happens up to that point. But again, I feel I'll feel bad because I'll miss out on talking about my experiences of playing through that last bit of the segment, which I kind of think is half the fun of the RPG years is hearing how everybody gets on with their bits and bobs. But I've seen I've seen a couple of people who've already finished, like Frost and um, Garasaki. Sorry, you're you're new to the Discord. I'm trying to trying to get used to saying your name. I think I think it's Garasaki. Uh, I'm just going to call you Gary. <laughs> no, I'll be a dick. Um, but yes, so 
I need to catch up on that mainly, but that's pretty much all I've really been doing. Like work's just been slammed, you know. I've, I'm missing most of my team at work; they're all gone, uh, and they have been for a couple of months. But you know, pe- there are people in the hiring line <laughs> ready ready to become my new work friends. So <laughs> if you're interested, give me a call. Uh, reach out to me and uh, DM me, yeah, if you want to become friends at work. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so yeah, not not much in my future, I'm afraid. Uh, I really want to get back into Metal Max. I'm still stuck in the Freezer Village. Um, I, I had a little go the other day trying to work my way around the ice rink, trying to because I realised I I kind of walked off from the town, thinking, well, I, you know, I've I've looked around this town. There's nothing really here. And then I realised that actually there's a huge building in the middle, and you've kind of got to like ice skate your way around into blocks in order to bang yourself into it and i haven't done that yet because uh, i think i need to get down there and there might be another tank or at least another hunt i think i think there's a mammoth hunt or something down there but again i just need to go back to freezer town and go through that segment again <sighs> because i i just thought it was a normal town i didn't think it would have a dungeon in it did i did i know silly old bill <laughs> but yeah again metal max returns great game and oh what i wouldn't do to have like just 10 hours <laughs> <laughs> so, so a day basically just to sit down and do nothing but play chain decos i would love it absolutely love it and also loads of people in the discord so again if you're if you're listening and you haven't decided to jump into the discord yet you can find a link to the discord in the show notes or if you go to um if you go to probablywork.com forward slash rpg after years because I, I need to get tyler to update the name of the show um sorry tyler more work for you mate uh yeah he's the guy he's the guy who looks after the uh, the 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 website for the network good old tyler he's he's a great he's a great guy but yeah he uh he hates doing work <laughs> so yeah he was really pleased when i changed the name of the show anyway um yeah, so you can go over to uh, RPG After Years at the probablywork.com website and you can find a link to the Discord because loads of people in there have been playing through Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Reunion. Bloody hell, that's a mouthful. <laughs> but yeah, it looks like they've been having loads and loads and loads of fun on there. Um, and quite a few people have now finished the game. People have been giving tips on how to defeat Minerva on hard, which sounds like when they do it on hard, it just gives her like seven times more HP. So she ends up with like seven, 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 or something ridiculous. And uh, yeah, lot, lots of chatter going on there, but good, good stuff. But yeah, I haven't, again, sorry, apologies. I haven't got much of an update. And this is going to be a bit of a shorter show because bloody hell, last week was a long one. <laughs> but yes, let's get over to it, shall we? Let's get into the meat and potatoes. It's time for the news. News of the world. News of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. News of the world. <laughs> yep, yeah, it's time for some RPG news. Hear ye, hear ye, gather round for all your news. Stop your clatter and listen close. Alas, you won't believe your ears. Listen close for the news. First up, my lovelies, is the announcement of Echoes S has finally released oh i bet you're all jumping up and down in your sheet in your seats shouting for joy going yes it's finally arrived it's finally arrived what i hear you ask bill the fuck is echo s <laughs> so echo s in case you haven't been following along um there are uh, there's a huge huge vibrant modding community in the world and one of these communities is 
almost entirely focused around Final Fantasy VII. They are branching out into other Final Fantasies, but they've pretty much focused on modding Final Fantasy VII. And this is, uh, they, they've kind of like all branched under the main modder now, uh, which is Sooner Mods. Uh, and there's a lot of people who work for them. There's Uprisen, Uprisen, who, um, you know, I think people remember a couple of years ago that I did, um, I, I tried to do my material lockdown while using a mod by Uprisen, which changes every single character into Barrett. <laughs> and it was amazing. But it was more than that. It was like all the enemy sprites looked like they had Barrett's face, but not just like implanted on them. Like they were like morphed to look like Barrett. <laughs> all the cutscenes, all the characters in the cutscenes were Barrett. It was just like. It was incredible. I absolutely loved it. But yeah, um, that's just one of the silly ones. But they've got loads of ones in there where they upscale the music, they upscale the game, they upscale the characters. So like instead of having like the blocky sort of poly polyagonal uh, characters that you have in the base game, you've now got characters that walk around a lot, looking a lot more like the character sprites from Final Fantasy VIII, and they've used the battle sprites because they look a lot more sort of semi-realistic and they've upscaled them they've upscaled all the backgrounds there's all mods like that there's just tons and tons of mods and it's really easy to mod to actually use the mods as well there's a there's a program you can download called seventh heaven named after the bar uh, and you literally just open up the exe file you choose like you literally toggle on and off which mods you want to use and then it mods the game for you automatically in the background. You just start the game and start playing. It's amazing. It's so, so simple. So if you do have the Steam version or the PC version of Final Fantasy VII and you have fancy jumping back in but changing a few things around, you should really, really check it out. But, but the big news is the Echo S mod. And the Echo S mod is fully voice acted. And like... This isn't just like they've just acted out Cloud and the gang talking. This is full voice acting. So they had they had like semi and I think professional voice actors do the voices for Cloud, Barrett, Sephiroth, all the main characters. And then they had the community voice all the NPCs in the game. But also like the menu choices, like when you flick between menu choices, Cloud speaks and tells you what they are. And it's just so, so cool. There's a lot of love gone into it. It's really, really good. And some of the scenes come together, like the scene in the beginning of Final Fantasy VII when uh, Iflana, uh, no, um, like Aerith's mum talks about how she found if Lana and Aerith and if the scene where Flana dies when you hear that and you watch it and it's voice acted it has so much more gravitas to the scene and it makes it brings a lot more emotion into it so I'm really keen to play through this game uh, on the Echo S mods and also you may recognize hopefully <laughs> hopefully I'm in it <laughs> so a lot of what they did when they were building this mod out was um, they would do live sessions on Twitch so uh, sooner would uh, be streaming live on Twitch and he'd have people queued up to come in and you know read out lines and he would just cut it there and then and then put the file into the put the file in and that way he could kind of like go through scenes all together and see if like what the people are saying makes sense and also kind of like bring towns to all sort of you know, you know what I mean? Just get a good feel for how it's all working together. Now I wasn't able to join one of those sessions but I did submit 
lines for um, present day a guy in present day Nibelheim who had like eight lines, which was great, and then there was a security guard in Gold Saucer who had two lines, and I submitted for both of those. Now, whether or not they got to the point where they put those into the game, and they was like, no, these are crap, and took them out, I don't know. So I'm going to have to play through the game to see if I'm on there. But I have, because I have participated and helped out with it, I have been credited with a voice acting note. <laughs> so I'm very pleased with that. I'll just have to find out whether I've actually made it into the game at some point. So if anyone is playing through, please let me know if you hear my dulcet tones at any point during the game. <laughs> I've, I've saved the lines that I had so I can I, I can tell you if it's me or not, definitely. <laughs> but that'd be really cool. But um, one of the other fascinating things that they've added into this mod, and I don't know why, like, there's a lot of separate mods which you can add on top of EchoS. So you can just, just use the base game and voice acting if you want to. But also they've added in a weather system, which is so, so cool. There's kind of like... Um, uh, day night cycles and then some scenes you can turn up to and they've got thunder and lightning and it just like but it's all randomized as well so you can just get completely random weather at random points in the game and it's like such a cool little touch that they put in and um i don't know I, yeah i i remember seeing him um <clears throat> actually like editing this thing bug checking it and going through it and it looked really really good and i was just thinking yeah, like this, this is really cool, but why Why have you sink, sunk this into the voice thing? <laughs> I think it's because he had to add all the sound effects, you know, and stuff in. So it just got, oh, yeah, that's, that's sound stuff. I'll add it to this ginormous sound mod <laughs> I've created for the game. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'd like to know if anyone does play for it, what they think of it. And yeah, just general, just great. I mean, it's such a cool thing to have a community come together and put this together. And it was so like, it wasn't even it wasn't something they did under the radar they've done it completely above board and square enix haven't even come in and said cease and desist it's just like they've just let them get on with it really really good right over to our next piece of news yes yoshi p or as i like to call him yo sheep um <laughs> so i i don't want people to think that i'm being weird when i say yo sheep okay there was a um, <clears throat> there was a podcast and uh, what was it called? A Fright Radio? No, I don't think it was A Fright Radio. I can't even remember the name of it now. There was a, there was a podcast which was solely dedicated to uh, Final Fantasy Eleven, and then they kind of progressed into Final Fantasy Fourteen as it went on. And their their kind of like loving nickname for Yoshi P was Yoshi. And they used to have like T-shirts and stuff printed with Yoshi on it, and it was great. And um, despite the fact I never played Final Fantasy XIV back then, that was kind of like my my pseudo um, way of experiencing the game, just hearing people talk about the raids and the content that was coming out at the time. And uh, it was good. It was a good experience for me. And it was a fantastic podcast. the uh, The main host was so um, enigmatic. It was really, really good to listen to. To the point where it's just like, even though I wasn't playing the game, I understood enough about the game that I could kind of get along with the podcast, and it was just a great listen. But yeah, that's why I say things like Yo Sheep. But yeah, Yo Sheep reminds players that FF16 is only announced for Final Fantasy V. Uh, Final Fantasy V, sorry, <laughs> sorry for the PlayStation Five, which is um, which seems like a, a strange thing, you know. You know, it's it's inevitable that at some point it will release later on on like a PC or something else. Um, we don't know if it is going to come out on the Xbox at any point because it has been touted as a PlayStation Five exclusive, which I find I find insane in this day and age. And I think part of the point, part of the reason why they're doing this is because I don't think pre-sales have kind of been um, as good as they were expecting. 
And obviously, they're not making it backwards compatible for the PS4. They're not going to make a cyberpunk mistake. <laughs> like, yeah, we'll make this game back, back, backwards compatible. It's like, oh shit, this game's way too powerful for the PlayStation 4. Um, but yeah, it's it's a bit of a strange one to just be like, yeah, don't forget, it's, it's, only, it's only on the PS5. You know, so you've Square, the reason why I say this is crazy is because Square Enix is a third party developer. Okay. It's not like Microsoft are making another Halo game, which is their own content. So they're just going to stick it on their own console. This is a third party developer limiting sales of a game just because, uh, I don't really know, like history with Square, like, who, who knows why they're doing this? But it just seems absolutely bonkers. You'd think you'd want to get your game and have it available to as many people at once. Now, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I mean, I think I'd heard that they were they they like they haven't built like Crystal Tools engine like they normally do. They've just made the game using Unreal. Um, I assume I, I think so. This is I'm trying to remember this from memory, but yeah, I think that was the case. And because I know I know they made Seven Remake with Unreal, and I think they made Final Fantasy 16 with Unreal. So it's not difficult to port this game out to PC, Xbox, whatever you want. I mean, I I assume it's probably going to be too powerful for the Switch. I could be wrong. <laughs> Maybe the Switch Pro will come out in time. Who knows? But yeah, it's just it's just bonkers to be like, okay, we're only going to sell it to PlayStation people. It's just like, you're a third-party developer. Sell it to everyone. Make your bucks as quickly as possible. All right. Don't you probably what what are you doing? You're just saving the time it takes to export to Xbox format just just so you can make another mobile game or some shit. Like honestly, why? It just makes no sense. Like, the NFT thing makes no sense. And the Bitcoin... Well, the Bitcoin thing does kind of make sense. Because... Uh, sorry, Bitcoin. Sorry. Uh, bit Blockchain. Sorry. Get my get my acronyms the wrong way around. Because blockchain... I like, I like the idea and the concept of blockchain. Because it's a really good way of proving a digital ownership of something. That makes perfect sense to me. But the whole thing around NFTs and stuff is just just seems like bonkers bollocks just to make some people... Some people who are early on rich and then everyone else gets poor afterwards. But yeah, it's um, I know the Japanese government have been encouraging business to go down blockchain routes. And when you think of it, Square Enix is a company that deals in digital media. So it makes absolute perfect sense for them to use blockchain to prove digital ownership of their assets, which they create digitally. So I'm down with that. You know, um, and then NFTs probably just rolled into that. You know, they're probably not going to sell it on the market or anything. But so it might, it might just be one of these things that just sounds weird. But again, I don't, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I assume the Japanese government, if they're encouraging businesses to go down this route, then they'll probably be offering tax relief and things like that to those businesses. So I get where Square is coming from with going down those routes. But why limit your biggest title release worldwide as well? Like this isn't just like a Dragon Quest, which you know is going to sell amazingly in Japan, but will probably do average to okay in the West. This is Final Fantasy. This is your big, big boy. Like, don't limit yourself to the PlayStation Five, please. All right. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm even. <laughs> I don't know why I'm even complaining. I haven't got a PlayStation Five. Um, but. Uh, actually, I'll take this. I'll take this moment to thank um, thank our patrons because um, just 
as a bit of back context, in case you've forgotten, uh, during one of our recent RPG clubs for Final Fantasy XIII, my PlayStation 3 uh, went pop, <laughs> died on me. And I, I that was a day one release PlayStation 3. And I was absolutely gutted. Yeah, so my poor old PlayStation, gone forever. I'm going to miss that old girl. But I needed a replacement, and so I used a little bit of the uh, patrons' funds in order to buy myself a replacement. But I went down the redundancy route, okay? I bought a PS3 Slim, which... At first, I was like, oh, this is really ugly, and it feels cheap and plasticky. Like, my, like the, the, the original PlayStation 3 felt really solid. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely solid. But this thing runs really quietly, and the longer it sits under my desk, the more I'm kind of beginning to like it. So I might get some hate for that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's all right, but it runs so quietly, and I like it, you know? Because um, I, I did some research on it. It uses less um, it uses less power, so the chips don't get as hot, so then the fans don't run as hot. Um, but it's still, you get the same performance out of it because of the way they've designed it. And so I like that. That means it's going to last longer. It's going to have better longevity. And then if I just take it in every couple of years to get the thermal paste replaced on the CPUs, it should really last a lifetime. So I'm pretty pleased with my purchase. Now, the problem with the PS3 Slim is that it hasn't got a built-in PlayStation 2 inside. <laughs> so the original PlayStation 3 literally had a PlayStation 2 shoved in the middle of it so that it could read PS2 and PS1 games. Whereas the later ones kind of went down the route of taking that out and just emulating PS1 because it's easy. You can just do it on a soft chip. Um, so my PlayStation 3 can play all my PlayStation 1 and PlayStation free games but it can't play my playstation 2 games so i bought a playstation 2 slim <laughs> and it was cheaper to buy a playstation 3 and a playstation 2 than it is to buy a playstation 3 backwards compatible one which i had before i'm not complaining i've got two nice small small form factor playstation 3 small form factor playstation 2 and it can play all of the, i can now again play all the games that i own in my catalog my physical games so i'm pretty happy and then if my ps3 does go pop again I've still got a PlayStation 2, so I can play two of one games, and vice versa. You know what I mean? My PS2 goes, I've still got my PS3 to play PS1 and PS3 games. Whereas last time my PS3 went, I lost my ability to play PS3, 2, and 1 games. So I've got a bit of redundancy in there now. You know, <laughs> if they go, if both go pop at the same time, I'm stuffed. But it was still cheaper than buying both than buying a single unit to do the same job. So I'm I'm happy. Really, really happy. Really, really pleased. And because I just the thing was as well, while I was playing Final Fantasy 13, I just bought Tales of um is it Zisteria? Let me, let me double check the name of it. Yeah, yeah, I just bought Towers of Vesteria uh, secondhand from a shop for like a tenner or something. And so I was kind of looking forward to popping that in, seeing if I can slowly work my way through it. Uh, and then, yeah, my PlayStation 3 went pop. And I was like, damn it, the first time, uh, first PlayStation 3 game I bought in like 10 years. <laughs> my PlayStation 3 is broken. I haven't even put the disc in. But yeah, anyway, uh, m moving on, right? So yeah, Square, get, get your head out of your bums and uh, please s stop doing console exclusives. It is pointless. Now, coming back to Square, there is a new Dragon Quest game to be revealed. Yes, on the 18th of January, which happens to be tomorrow. Damn it. <laughs> if I if I remember, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll check out the news on what it is. But yeah, um, it's essentially, it's going to be a mobile game. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a tactics mobile game as well. I'm not entirely sure. Um but yeah, we're going to find out tomorrow at uh, 7 o'clock sometime. <laughs> it does, it's in Japanese. I can't read it, okay? <laughs> I, can, I can read the words 1900, so I know it's going to be at 7 o'clock uh, at some point on the 18th. <clears throat> so I assume that'll be uh, Japan time. But yeah, um, 
kind of was hoping to hear more about the Dragon Quest 3 HD 2D remake um, or even more on Dragon Quest 12 Flames of Fate but instead they're going to give us a mobile game which uh, kind of sucks <laughs> you never know it might be the best mobile game ever created but we'll have to wait and see uh, I haven't really got much to say on it to be honest with you like, I'm I'm kind of burnt on the Dragon Quest series because I couldn't get into 11 I know lots of people want me to play 11 because <laughs> they're like it's one of the best games ever it's like yeah it is if you're like two years old and you haven't played an RPG before um <laughs> It just felt, oh, I just, I'm sorry, I know I'm going to get hate for it. I just, I got about four or five hours into the game and it just felt, it felt like the most, like, oh, I don't know. Like, it just, it just felt, it felt like a learning RPG. Like, this is the sort of RPG you should give to your children so they can learn how RPGs work. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but that's just how it felt to me. Like, I just I don't get that from a lot of RPGs. A lot, especially like especially some of the older ones. The old ones are just like, hey, fuck you, stop playing this game. You're gonna have no idea what's going on, and it's gonna be hard as shit for at least three hours. Whereas this is just like, oh, walking along, killing, walking along, killing. There's just no, there's no real challenge in it so far. And to get five hours in without having any sort of challenge yet is just like I don't know. I just the game just bored me to be honest with you. And the music is terrible. Like. Uh, I had to change. I had to change the music from. I think I changed it from whatever it was based to orchestrated, and I thought that was even worse. And then I went back to the bass music, and I had to change the acting voices to Japanese because the English voice acting. I mean, it's not. First of all, it wasn't English people. It was people pretending to be English. Why? Why hire foreign voice actors to do English voices when you can just hire English voice actors to do English voice acting perfectly? Anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stop talking about Dragon Quest XI because everyone's going to hate me for it. But yeah, I haven't got on with that game. I I will get back around to it one day because um, I'm just a sucker for punishment. But yeah, today is not that day. From Eric Slater, creator of Epic Fails of History, comes a bold new vision of the future in his latest book, 2299. 2299 is a sci-fi noir about a detective on the edge of the abyss. While investigating a cold case on Vanaheim, a space station orbiting Neptune, Desmond Faust finds himself ensnared in a web of lies and murder. The closer he gets to discovering the truth, the more aware he becomes that he might not leave this place alive. Eric Slater's 2299 is available now on Amazon. Attack on Final Fantasy is a podcast where IP tried to complete every single Final Fantasy game using attack only. In between the weekly main episodes, I often post other bits and bobs, like games I play on a whim, or episodes featuring my lovely wife. Help me, you've got to help me, I've been kidnapped by a podcasting lunatic. So, come and join me over at Attack on Final Fantasy. Wherever you get your podcasts, I think I'm pretty much everywhere these days. You lucky, lucky people. Uh, more mobile news. There's a um, Avatar The Last Airbender mobile game. We'll let you play as avatars from across the series. 
So I haven't watched a lot of Avatar. Uh, I know you've got, uh, there's a series about one of the girls and there's a series about one of the boys who's got the blue arrow on his head. And I've, I've watched the film, which I think's the one with the boy in it. Uh, and yeah, there is a mobile game that's going to come out. It should be out early this year on iOS and Android. Uh, but sadly, we've got kind of like a year's wait until the next part of the anime or movie, I think it is, comes out. Um, which I believe is going to be based off the last Airbender. So, you know, and last Airbender, I've, I've, I've watched at least... I can't remember if I finished it. I know I've watched a good chunk of the last Airbender. But it's really, really good. You know, I haven't watched the one with, uh, is it Korra? Legend of Korra, I think it is. I think I've watched a couple of episodes of that and was confused why it had a different airbender. <laughs> oh, no, she, well, she wasn't an airbender, was she? She was like a water person. I can't remember. I'm so bad. Uh, but yes, that's that's a thing. <laughs> so look forward to the mobile game of that coming out. And I'll kind of save the biggest news to the end here, which I think is a really cool kind of thing. So Level 5 Studios is coming back to the West. <laughs> You'll be like, Pill, what the hell is Level 5 Studios? So Level 5 Studios made the Nino Cooney games. So uh, yeah, uh, they made Nino Cooney and uh, the Yokai Watch franchises. Now, I haven't played, I played a bit of uh, Nino Cooney, Wrath of the White Witch, which again, has English voice acting by English people. So it sounds great. <laughs> and um, I really want to play more of that game. Oh, this is this is this is the problem with me at the moment. I'm I've reached that point in my life where my children are very young, my job is very stressful. <laughs> I have my podcasting hobby as my outlet, which forces me to play games, but I haven't got enough time to play all the games that I want in the world. But Nino Cooney, Wrath of the Right White Rich, seems so much up my alley. And the fact that it's kind of like designed by the creators of Studio Ghibli. And Studio Ghibli movies are like some of my favourite movies of all time. It's just, I love it. I love Ghibli and Mio Makazawa. It's just amazing. Amazing, like, storytelling and artwork. And Nino Kuni is like, oh, I just, it feels like perfect me time. <laughs> Sounds terrible. Um, but you know what I mean? I just absolutely love it. So these uh, these guys actually, so Level 5, I'll get back to Level 5 Studios. They stopped uh, operating outside of Japan because uh, they closed down their North of uh, North American business back in late 2020 in order to scale back. So they they did the sort of, they did the thing that Square are doing now, which is choosing to kind of focus on the Japanese market and not worry about the western side of things. But it's um it's really cool that they're kind of they're opening up. So basically, they've been advertising for jobs on their website, saying uh, they want to develop again on a global scale due to the recent globalization of game business, which seems bonkers because like the game business like shot off years ago, <laughs> like donkeys years ago. So yeah, why yeah why they do that? I've got no idea. But yeah, it's kind of cool because because they're advertising for this, they're actually sort of starting on a brand new RPG project. So they're starting up a new franchise by looks of it. Well, I, franchise is a strong word. A new IP, <laughs> intellectual property. Yeah, I like the idea. Yeah, I like the idea of companies that make cool and interesting games. You know, and and also having that kind of that focus on the Japanese market because, like, this may sound a little bit strange, but. <clears throat> I like Japanese role-playing games. <laughs> you know, I very much like looking and playing something from the eyes that have been made through the eyes of a completely different culture. And the Japanese culture is so different from my own. 
that it's interesting playing these games. And then when the companies try to be more Western and add more Western elements into it, I don't find it as interesting. Whereas a Western company making a Western game like probably the Witcher series or you know Oblivion and Skyrim, those games are fantastic because they just focus on, you know, this is kind of like our fantasy history is like this is what we have as our fantasy history, you know, in the West. You know, we've got dragons and dark medieval times and magic and shit like that and it works because they just go okay this is this is our mythology this is what we do whereas the japanese games focus on japanese culture and mythology and the way they describe things that have kind of happened organically in the past fictional world of their own and it's really interesting so i like level five studios because that's kind of that's kind of where they focused and so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they can bring out some more games. But it's just like, just to give you an idea, like they, they made Rogue Galaxy, which is, a, which is a space adventure game for the PS2, if I remember correctly. Uh, they made the Professor Layton games, or at least a few of them. Uh, again, as I mentioned, Nina Cooney, Wrath of the White Rich. There's Dark Cloud. Uh, there's the Joan of Arc game, which is a, um, uh, like a tactics style game on the PSP, which... I've been told so many times is one of the best games on the PSP. I really want to play it. Someone nominate it for the RPG Club, please. And then also, strangely enough, they made um, they made Dragon Quest VIII: um, Journey of the Cursed King. So yeah, all those beautiful shell shaded graphics in that game were made by them, and they also made Dragon Quest IX. So you know, from what I hear in the community, like Dragon Quest VIII is probably one of the best Dragon Quest games, and they, Level Five were the actual company that developed it. So really, really cool that they are coming back to the West. And yeah, hopefully we'll get uh, an interesting game out there, which maybe we can play for the RPG Club. Who knows? Who knows? So just talk about some games that have been releasing this week. On January 19th is Coastal Cave, (laughs) reimagined by Roberta Williams, which is a PS5, um, Xbox S, Switch, Windows, Mac OS, Linux, and MetaQuest 2. This is kind of like a sort of, you know, it's got a Demon Souls atmosphere type game, but it's actually uh, it's actually a remake of a 1976 text adventure game, which sounds really cool. And they've made it into like a um, uh, into a game, but also with a uh, uh, there's a VR experience, obviously, because I said it was for the MetaQuest. So yeah, that's kind of a cool win, cool cool thing. You know, if anyone does play it, let me know how you feel about it. Uh, we've also got big news. Shin Megami Tensei Persona 3 Portable January 19th for Xbox S, P- PS4, Xbox One, Switch and Windows. Not PS5? The fudge? Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I might get that on the Switch because I really want to play that at some point. It would be really cool to have it. And then Persona 4 Golden, which I do own on Vita, but I'll have to wait to play that as well. Uh, also comes out on January 19th. Xbox S, PS4, Xbox One and Switch. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I haven't really got much to say about the Persona games, but it'll be cool to see these kind of. Um, I think are they are these just straight ports or semi remastered? It looks like it's. Yeah, it's just it's just a straight port by the looks of it. But yeah, it's Persona and uh, it's on it's on the list actually to play this season. So yeah, look forward to that at some point. And then here's here's the big boy of the day. Fire Emblem Engage comes out January 20th on the Switch. I know a lot of people in the Discord have been talking about the their excitement for Fire Emblem. So again, if you haven't jumped in yet to join the Discord and you want to talk about Fire Emblem uh, Engage, 
this is going to be your best point and jumping in point okay join the discord <laughs> have a look at fire emblem how fire emblem chat because uh, i reckon on the 20th it's going to start popping off and then there's also going to be a monster hunter rise coming out on january 20th ps5 xbox s ps4 and xbox one and as a final bit of news i thought i'd leave this to the end because uh, it's just it's this is like a nice thing okay so games done quick which is a fantastic uh, char- ugh, charity event uh, GDQ uh, as some people call it uh, used to have a slightly longer name didn't it uh, SGDQ or something Summer Games Done Quick or something uh, I can't remember I've, I've been following them for years but it just I just watched the speedrunning video so it's just crazy seeing them yeah uh, Games Done Quick has actually raised 2,642,493 US dollars for Prevent Cancer which is incredible. So the, they they ran an event from the 8th to the 15th of January, which featured a host of speed runs, uh, some of which were like Breath of the Wild, Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy XV, uh, sorry, Final Fantasy XIV fourteen. <laughs> what? They speed run Final Fantasy fourteen? Holy crap. <laughs> I'd never even considered people speedrunning an MMO. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I need to find out more about it. I'm sure Caslo and uh, Ryan will be excited to know that there is. I'm sure they probably already knew, but yeah, I'm, my mind is literally blown. Speedrunning Final Fantasy fourteen is just an absolute bonkers concept, and I'm all for it. <laughs> uh, Pokemon Yellow, Stardew Valley, and you know, and cult Castlevania games. All the usual fun and stuff, but they had a big long event, and the fact that they raised, you know, very close, you know, over two and a half million dollars for a charity is just absolutely incredible. So, yep, big round of applause, games done quick, and to the whole community that follow speedrunning and all the people that don- donated, absolute fantastic. You know, really brings me joy. It's such the thing I love about the, the gaming community, and especially kind of like this gaming community people who play jrpgs and adventure type games and stuff is there's no toxicity in this in these communities we all just love games and we all just talk about it. and even when people don't like games people don't generally bitch about it too much it's just like apart from me you know <laughs> fight for bloody dragon quest 11 no i fully believe i can get into it and i can understand other people liking it as well i can see the charm of the games you know and games done quick is a huge thing because even even the terrible games get some speed running love you know that's just a fact of life and so the fact that they get together constantly to raise money for different charities and they raise so much money it really really like warm warms my cockles <laughs> so we, i was gonna say warm my heart but i thought i'd go for something a bit different yeah warm, warms me old cockles it does um now if you don't know what cockles are they're like little sea um muscle things you know you eat them in bags get pints of them delicious cover them in vinegar <laughs> I I live I live in a seaside town, so and this is the seaside town where I live is famous for having like the best cockles in the world. I've been to other places in the world and they advertise having cockles from my town. It's just like oh great, um, and yeah, it's just absolutely fantastic. I, I, I love them to bits. But yeah, warm my cockles is like a very old um, sort of Londonish type phrase. Now, oh yeah, come on, big shoe shine, yeah, Mister Picker, yeah, oh yeah, warm my cockles. That does, uh, but yeah. Anyway, enough of my nonsense. That's it. I'm really, really proud of the whole community at Games Done Quick, and I'm really proud of our community here at the RPG Years. You're all fantastic.
But yeah, let's move on, shall we? I'm pretty much done with talking today. <laughs> well, yes, people, I've whittled on enough today. <laughs> uh, it's been, again, a shorter episode. I've only talked about the news, but it's been really good to sort of dive into some of these topics. And yeah, I'm particularly excited about Level 5 coming back. And again, if you want to check out Games Done Quick, just Google them, man. <laughs> They're everywhere. And they do Twitch events regularly, and they do some really cool speedrunning things. Uh, I saw a fascinating one on speedrunning uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 the other day, which just looked absolutely bonkers. But really, really good stuff. So, everybody, next week I will be going diving back into the RPG Club. That's right. We're currently playing... Uh, Final Fantasy 12 and if you don't know what the RPG Club is if this is your first time listening to the show and you've been living under a rock all these years the RPG Club is a community voted game that we all play together at the same time so we have little segments of two weeks we normally keep these to five hours but or try and aim for five hours we, we've we've sometimes got it wrong you know because we're guessing you know we're looking we're looking at guides we're relying on other people's knowledge of the games to sort of try and work out what is a five hour chunk of the game we've gone a bit longer with final fantasy 12 because it is such a long game so we'll just try and keep up <laughs> but yeah we we vote and we nominate for a game to play together as a community and then every two weeks we talk about that particular segment just like a book club so it's the RPG Club. And we're currently playing Final Fantasy XII, and the next checkpoint is to reach Gerba by January 22nd. Okay? That's this Sunday coming. Okay? And feel free to leave your feedback on the segments. You can either reach out to us on Twitter at RPG Years, and you can leave your feedback there. Or, again, come and join the Discord. Join the fun over there, and you can leave feedment. Uh, I've already opened up the feedment segment, feedback segment from there, and we've already had two submissions. So looking forward to reading out what you guys thought of it, especially if I don't finish it. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to finish. I'm going to finish. Got to get... Come, Bill, get your head in the game. If I start thinking I'm not going to finish, I'm not going to finish. I'm going to finish it. I'm going to keep on top of things. Okay. So, everybody, I hope you've enjoyed the show this week. Um, I Again, I love this show. It's a big part of my life, and it has been for years. And it kind of feels good to be getting back behind the wheel again and <laughs> taking control. Uh, I, do, I do miss Scott, and I miss Rich terribly listening to their voices each week. And especially as Scott's scream, uh, screaming? <laughs> streaming schedules being a bit... Temperamental recently because he got stuck in New York or somewhere um, but, <laughs> during the Christmas period. But Scott is back now, so if you want to go watch Scott on Twitch, go find him at Scott the at the Scott Spot. I think it's the Scott under Scott Spot. <laughs> anyway, it should really be on my document. But yes, you can find Scott on Twitch, and he is absolutely fantastic. I love I love his show. It's great. Uh, he just he's a variety gamer, and um, he always joins in with the RPG Club, and he always joins in with the Super Switch Club as well, which is another show that I contribute heavily to because I created it, <laughs> but then palmed it off to Eric to do the rest of it. Good, good boy, Eric. Good boy. But yes, uh, Super Switch Club. They're playing Banjo Kazooie on the N64 at the moment. If you want to get behind that, that sounds like an absolutely bonkers fun game. So come and join him. But yeah, if you want to support the show, you can rate and review the show on any podcatching apps that you happen to use or listen to. If it has some sort of rating system, please rate us so that we can get our name out there to more and more people and have more and more people join in the fun that we have. Also, if you want to really support the show, you can join us on Patreon, uh, where you can get early episode access, ad-free episodes... Occasionally, extra reviews. I don't know how much I'm going to be able to keep on top of that by myself, <laughs> but there are lots on there at the moment. Uh, and then, again, you can participate with helping us nominate the RPG Club game and lots, lots more. So come join us at patreon.com forward slash RPG After Years. Again, still haven't updated it. 
<laughs> we'll do so. Uh, also, we have a merch store at Redable at redable.com forward slash people forward slash after years. And you can email us if you want to give anonymous feedback to rpgafteryears at gmail.com. And again, the Discord. I've pl- plugged it 25 times already during the show. But you can join us on Discord. Links below or on our pinned tweet on Twitter. Speaking of which, you can go to at RPG Years to find us on Twitter, or you can find me at Metanica, M-E-T-U-N-N-I-C-A. But that's it. I hope you've enjoyed the show this week, guys. Again, I'm really, really enjoying being back in charge. <laughs> it's uh, certainly massaging my ego, and I'm going to jump straight off and get straight back into Final Fantasy XII, because I need to get to Gerba quick. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. I love you all. You're all my people. You're all my fans. And again, big love to the Games Done Quick community. You're absolutely stalwarts of our genre games. <laughs> Something like that. Some fucking horseshit to say, yes, you guys are great. Anyway, ah, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. <laughs> and then I'll see you all next week for some RPG Club goodness. Over and out, people. Bye. has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.